0: Folks, you just missed it. We just had the most chaotic start. Oh man! Every single time, every single time we do this, because Emil's computer just doesn't, doesn't want to, nice. do- to participate. Doesn't want to play. To participate, it doesn't. It to participate so we badly. We get this crazy feedback, feedback. echo thing. because and even though
1: the setting is correct and it says it's correct, it's doing something else. It's doing whatever it wants. To I do, have a bone is- to
0: pick with Steve Jobs' ghost. Is he? Is he? cremated yes he's passed on no we know that but is he cremated um is steve jobs jobs cremated steve jobs who was known to have an interest in buddhism was indeed buried after his death rather than okay so we got to go dig him up we got to go dig him up to do what to get him to fix this because only he could fix this i guess you could just write an email to the other guy tim cook
1: yeah, Tim it's Cook. probably more on Tim Cook's shoulders at this point than Steve Jobs, it feels. Um, yeah,
0: well, it's because Steve Jobs is famously dead. But you know what bo- bothers me about <laughs> Apple? He
1: has nothing to do with these brand new M1, M2 laptops.
0: This M1, M2, I, I think it's all bullshit, man.
1: I don't. It's by far the fastest computer I've ever used. But mine
0: gets slower. Like It's already got had issues where it's just, it's, it's, I don't notice a difference. Maybe I'm not doing anything intensive enough. Yeah, I am using Word Doc. What do
1: you? what do you mean it's getting slower? There,
0: there's moments where it's just lagging, where I've got multiple programs open, and I've got to like shut down Spotify because I can't. It I've can't never handle the load. That. Really, really? Dang! And I have an M1. I have the M2. Maybe I've got a bad one.
1: You always seem to have funky shit going on.
0: I think it's because I have <laughs> I I run a, I don't know what's going on, but either way, um,
1: what programs are you running?
0: Spotify, Discord, Chrome, sticky. Nothing. I know. That's what I'm saying. There's running, a problem.
1: I'll be running Discord and Foundry and Spotify. And What's Foundry? Why don't you ever just let me talk on my hands? <laughs> I
0: cannot, I cannot, <laughs> no, I like it. I'm working with you.
1: I cannot wait to go to. Uh, I was on. I was looking up stuff on Reddit, and we've talked about this before. But the freaking algorithm on Reddit—if you look anything up now—it's just like blasting you with. So now I get a lot of like travel stuff I was looking and there was someone <laughs> who was talking about Greece and they were like, I've been here for like five days. Is everyone just like so mad? And everyone was chiming in like, that's just how they talk. It's
0: just- <laughs> oh, Grecians. Greeks. Greeks. Right. Fuck. What is a Grecian? Same thing? I've never heard it. You've never heard Grecian before? Grecian? Yeah, G-R-E-C-I-A-N.
1: Oh, I don't think Grecian would be a thing. That might be an adjective or something.
0: Uh, Oh, yeah, like Grecian tile or something.
1: Why not just Greek tile?
0: I don't know. See, this is why English is fucked, man.
1: Well, we can't blame the uh, English language for something. I
0: blame English for a lot of things. (laughs) Like what? I don't know. You've seen those shareable memes on Facebook about how confusing the English language is, where it's like... I can't think of a single example, but one word is just one letter off from a different word that means a completely different thing. One word spelled exactly the same means different things in different contexts. Anyway, English is
1: a famously difficult language. That is true. You know, you know, it's the language with the most words in it.
0: No, I didn't know that. Well, now you do. Did you know that in German you can theoretically have a, a word that never ends? Because you can just keep piling on top of it. Oh sure. The thing on the table that the thing is behind and the fun the the, the, the dumb Yeah. It's like on, buffalo, on on. buffalo,
1: buffalo, 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 buffalo.
0: Yeah, that's right. I fucking hate that. Yeah, I think that's an example of how it's confusing. Cause you sure. can have a whole sentence with just that.
1: With six buffaloes, yeah.
0: Look, what I was trying to say <laughs> is that when you get a voicemail on on your iPhone. And you try to play it and then hold. you hit play and then hold it up to your ear. It never fucking works for me. I hit play and then I hold it up to my ear and I don't hear anything. And I turn around and I'm like, oh, because it stopped for some and reason. And then
1: it started when you pull it away. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. And then
0: I try to put it on speakerphone and it stops. And it's just it's it's like, do any of these people actually use the products that they're it's mind boggling?
1: It could be one of those things where it's like social media where they're like, oh, yeah, I work at Instagram, but I don't let. I don't, anyone, I don't use it. I don't let anyone in my family use yeah. this goddamn thing.
0: I saw a thing about this woman. <clears throat> this woman posted, I think it was on TikTok, about the Microsoft Outlook app and how dog shit it is. She was just trying to log out of her work email, and it doesn't have that option. It does not have a log out option. It has a delete account option. And it fi- it took her enough try where she finally goes, I guess I'll just try delete account and then it prompted her and said, this will remove your account. It, it basically, it doesn't give you sign out. It, it allows you to just temporarily remove your account from the app. And she goes, that's what signing out is supposed to be. It's, it's, a big it's email, I fuck, I cannot believe. Oh man. I, I just, what a way to start the episode. You're all riled up. I'm all riled up. I'm pissed you read, off. You
1: read too many comments on our own videos, Oh, I yeah, think. we're
0: going to be doing, if you if you want to sign up for our Patreon, we're going to be, our bonus episode is going to just be reading comments today. No. Uh, not just, but we're going to be reading some comments.
1: But we're going to be nice about it.
0: Of course. But there's there's a lot of people that don't understand a lot of things, and we've got to set <laughs> records straight <laughs> and, and deal with it.
1: Well, I'll just tell them here.
0: Uh, no. no. <laughs> No cuz we're we're we have bigger fish to fry.
1: Right, but at the very least we can tell the people give us a break. Yeah, give us a break.
0: <laughs> Jesus. God. Yeah, and everybody's just I don't know. Just leave us alone. It's like that Michael Jackson song. Leave me alone.
1: But except we didn't there are no allegations about kid stuff. This is all about the quality of our show. Yeah, yeah. Just to be clear. R-
0: right. <laughs> Oh, because that's how he <laughs> he he made that uh, song in response to all the
1: tabloid stuff,
0: Biddy Born allegations.
1: Biddy Born?
0: Yeah, I'm not saying the actual thing just in case we get flagged or something. Oh, got it, got it,
1: got it, got it. Right, like another
0: because you just never headache. know what's gonna upset the the, the little algorithm. numbers in the in the screen. It's gonna go oh, no, so <laughs> Now we're just gonna delete your channel or something.
1: <sighs> all that is to say, we have no issues with you. We love YouTube. We, yeah,
0: we love YouTube. We're good with them. Should we, should we, I don't know how we should do the intro now. Should we just say, hit it?
1: No, no. We should say, hey guys, this is going to be a really great episode. We're talking about two major topics. One, project 2025, the conservative movement to, <laughs> to, uh-huh. to, buttress in, um, oh, buttress me. their new plan for mm. whichever, uh, conservative administration May might win and no will win, win. will win in, in 2024 t- 2024 and enter office in 2025. And then we're also going to be talking about car bloat.
0: Mm. Some, some Toyota, some pickup trucks are eating too much dairy, they're getting all bloated and farty. I identify with that. Car bloat, Pfft. maybe they should lay off the dairy.
1: It was funny. You, the other day, you
0: was bloat i was bloated
1: no you found another thing you couldn't eat and you just went great add it to the list
0: <laughs> oh oh yeah it was uh, a <laughs> bless you <laughs> it was uh it was uh bitchin sauce
1: yes and sauce yeah. okay you know what, play the song we're yeah. gonna go into the episode <laughs>
0: welcome to welcome to this episode i was going to call it <laughs> i was going to give the number but i don't know what number this will end up yeah, being yeah we'll figure it out yeah we'll figure it out so oh boy the 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 conservatives are getting together and they're 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 they don't want to lose again and they're trying to ensure that they're basically freaked out the, the there's a whole big swath of conservatives who truly believe that the country is on a is on the is on a collision course with with well, so it's important
1: to note: this is not about winning. This is about what happens after they win. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is not their plan to win the White House. This is their plan to undo all of the horrible things the liberals, the lefties, the commies, the socialists yes. have done.
0: And it's this
1: to the good old American,
0: right? And what's system. frustrating, as as I was reading over all of the, by the way, it's it's a lot. Where We're it, talking
1: we, about Project Twenty Twenty Five. It's called yeah.
0: Project Twenty Twenty Five, and mm. uh, let's just uh, let's just well, do so a what real is quick. Project Twenty Twenty Five. I'll just ben? read it directly from their website <clears throat> about Project Twenty Twenty Five: building now for a conservative victory through policy, personnel, and training. The actions of liberal politicians in Washington have created a desperate need and unique opportunity for conservatives to start undoing the damage the left has wrought and build wrought and build a better country for all Americans in 2025. It's not enough for conservatives to win elections. If we are going to rescue the country from the grip of the radical left, we need both a governing agenda and the right people in place ready to carry this agenda out on day one of the next conservative administration. This is the goal of the 2025 presidential transition project. It will build on four pillars that will collectively pave the way for an effective conservative administration. The four pillars are a policy agenda, personnel training, and a 100 100-day 100 180-day playbook.
1: Right, so those are their four pillars.
0: Right. It's uh it's the uh, it's the effort of a broad coalition of conservative organizations that have come together to ensure a successful administration begins in January 25 with the right conservative policy recommendations and properly vetted and trained personnel to implement them we will take back our government <sighs> It's organized by the Heritage Foundation and builds off of Heritage's longstanding quote mandate for leadership which has been highly influential for presidential administration since the Reagan era. This is uh this is a big thing. So it's- Well and j-
1: I want to be clear so they're this is like a direct response to 2016, right? I think they kind of uh I think no one ever expected Trump to win and I think they were caught with their pants around their ankles a little bit. And they were like, this is not going to happen again. All right. We're not going to let Trump or DeSantis or whoever's going to get in,
0: pull down our pants and expose our, <laughs> no, get in highness. without a
1: plan. Right? right. They said in 2016, the confer- conservative movement was not prepared to flood the zone with conservative personnel. This is Dr. Kevin Roberts, president of heritage he said on January 20th, 2025, things will be very different this database will prepare an army of vetted trained staff to begin dismantling the administrative state from day one you know there are, <clears throat> there are Hell all kinds yeah. of all kinds of stories about um trump you know kind of that seemed to signal that he had no idea that he was going to win there's that famous story about how like chris christie started you know once trump won the nomination for the republican party he started to um he started. Chris Christie started to take funds to plan the transition team, and Trump start, started screaming, going, "He's taking my fucking money!" and didn't realize that this, these were just natural things that would normal things normal things that had to happen to right. um, to plan for the election and everything. Uh, <clears throat> and you know, I'm sure there are there are numerous examples of Trump just not knowing how everyday mm-hmm. politics worked and how to staff, and he was kind of just flying by the seat of his pants.
0: Right. So Project 2025 is, uh, to quote Paul Dans, the director of, of Project 2025, uh, he says that never before has the whole conservative movement banded together to systematically prepare to take power day one and deconstruct the administrative state. So before we really get into it, right, we because gotta- it's
1: not just Heritage. Heritage is leading this, but if you go on there, there it's it's over seventy consecutive seventy conservative organizations, and it's you know it's they're playing all the hits. They got your Turning Point USA. Oh yeah, we leaking. love Toilet Paper USA. <laughs> toilet Paper USA. You got I don't know ones I haven't even heard of the Young Americans Foundation.
0: All these Texas f- Public Policy projects. Moms
1: for Liberty. I love the mom stuff.
0: So before we can really dive into this, it it helps to understand who's behind it, which is. The, the Heritage Foundation, and I did not know much about the Heritage Foundation, my esteemed colleague. I I it took some reading, um, but it's uh, they have they have been influential not just for conservative uh, a conservative administration. They've been influential in in Clinton's, in Obama's, and even have a voice in in Biden's administration. They they're basically a big conservative think tank. Um, and they have been incredibly influential ever since they started in, let's see, in the, the late seventies. Yeah. yeah. So they were, they were, this is from their Wikipedia page. They were influential in developing and advancing the so-called Reagan doctrine, a Reagan uh, administration, foreign policy initiative in which the U S provided military and other support to anti-communist resistance movements, fighting Soviet aligned governments in Afghanistan, Angola, Cambodia, Nicaragua, And other nations during the final years of the Cold War. Um,
1: Yeah, I mean, so they, uh, so this was from the Atlantic, I thought, and I thought they were maybe uh, being a bit hysterical. They talked about, you know, heritage policies and personnel were particularly influential during the Reagan and Trump administrations, a report in the Atlantic estimated that president Ronald Reagan implemented at least 60% of heritage's recommendations, 60% of and, their recommendations, Reagan implemented. But if you go into, That's wild. if you go into project 2025's full mandate for leadership, which is 900 pages, if you guys are, um, I don't know, starved for something to do, you can read through it. Like I have, uh, but, They are bragging about this themselves in their own thing, right? So they're proud to have played a pivotal role in, you know, in this period. Uh, It was in early 1979 amid stagflation gas lines, the Red Army's invasion of Afghanistan, the, the nadir of Jimmy Carter's days of malaise. Heritage Foundation launched the Mandate for Leadership Project, brought together hundreds of hundreds of conservative scholars and academics, blah, blah, blah. We created a 20-volume, 3,000-page governing handbook containing more than 2,000 conservative policies to reform the federal government and rescue the American people from Washington dysfunction. Uh, it was published in January 18... 18- 1981, the same month Ronald Reagan was sworn into his presidency. By the end of that year, more than 60% of its recommendations had become policy, and Reagan was on his way to ending stagflation, reviving American confidence and prosperity, and winning the Cold
0: War. They go on to say that the legacy of the mandate for leadership—so basically, the mandate for leadership is this, like, like Emil said, is this 900-page volume that is chock full of ideas— policies recommendations that a bunch of conservatives put together in hopes that the the incoming president will implement as many as possible because they're basically saying hey we've got all the best brains in the conservative movement these are all of their best ideas for everything from foreign policy to the fed to the epa which is a big one um just everything and they which i
1: mean this is not unique to conservatives right like um Think tanks often act as this uh, kind of weird holdover period in between administrations and kind of having a way to, to have personnel ready um, policy ready and that kind of thing. But the heritage foundation is extremely influential and effective, obviously in, in some of these things.
0: Yeah. So the, the authors of this express consensus recommendations already forged, especially along four broad fronts that will decide America's future. Number one, Restore the family as the centerpiece of American life and protect our children. Number two, dismantle the administrative state and return self-governance to the American people. Number three, defend our nation's sovereignty, borders, and bounty against global threats. Number four, secure our God-given individual rights to live freely, what our Constitution calls the blessings of liberty. It was, it was founded, the Heritage Foundation was Started in 1973 by these three guys Paul Weyrich, uh, Edwin Fulner, and Joseph Coors. Yes, that Coors, the, the beer guy. Um, and there's a, just to give you an idea of who these people are and what they're like, we got this quick little video uh, on YouTube. Um, this is Paul Weyrich, one yeah. of the founders.
1: Let's, let's just hear what he has to say. Yeah. How many of our Christians have what I call the goo goo syndrome? Good government. They want everybody to vote. I don't want everybody to vote. Elections are not won by a majority of people. They never have been from the beginning of our country, and they are not now. As a matter of fact, our leverage in the elections quite candidly goes up
0: as the voting populace goes down. There you go. So, uh yeah, he's not into He's not into the idea of people voting, I guess.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems to hurt them when more yeah, people vote. That's apparently the, the more people who vote, the less uh, the less less positions the the conservative movement is winning. Um, but yeah, there's, I mean, and it's a whole another story. But the you know Joseph Coors and the Coors family and their um, whole role in the conservative movement is like very interesting. People should look into it. But you know it just started with the Heritage Foundation and then it was just all, all kinds of things. Um, well, and Free so- Congress Foundation, Mountain States Legal Foundation, all these different things.
0: Yeah, the guy in charge of it now is named Kevin Roberts. He's, a, he's just, he's an academic. Uh, he's the former CEO of the Texas Public Policy Foundation, which is, surprise, another conservative think tank based out of Austin. Um, and so the reason that we're covering this is just because- These are, these are the people who are potentially going to be shaping and influencing policies that may be implemented by an elected conservative government. So it's probably a good idea to just at least be aware of it because I certainly had no idea. I did not know how, how deep this shit ran and just how much. I mean, as we're about to talk about how they influenced even the. Clinton administration, right?
1: So, like, they're they're very influential, and you know, they they often line up with even mainstream Democrats in pushing these, uh, you know, economic agendas, right? So, Bill Clinton strongly supported NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Agreement. Um, this had been a Heritage supported priority priority since the 80s, all right? The idea for a unified trade inzo- trade zone linking the economies of the United States. Canada and Mexico had initially been raised by Ronald Reagan during his 1980 presidential campaign and was developed and negotiated during the Reagan and Bush administrations in 93 during his first year in office, despite opposition from most of his fellow Democrats in Congress and many left-leaning labor unions, Clinton successfully lobbied Congress to ratify the treaty takes a Democrat. Uh, And then it was also the big, Welfare reforms that Clinton is famous for, uh, his major welfare reforms, that was also a NAFTA thing with the co cooper- or not NAFTA, I'm sorry, Heritage Foundation, with the cooperation of Republican-controlled Congress in 1996. The welfare reform law implemented many long-standing and major heritage policy recommendations required most, requiring most recipients to find employment and by 2016 had reduced the number of Americans on cash assistance from 13 million to 3 million.
0: Is that a good thing? Reducing that many Americans from 13? no,
1: they're kicking them off. They're not raising people's uh, standard of living. They're not finding people, you know, better incomes and and making it so they're not qualified. They're just making it harder for people to be on it. Yeah, they're making it harder the, for people to access uh, government
0: assistance. Right. Gotcha.
1: Okay, so now you have like a whole new list of things you need to hit just to be able to qualify.
0: Right. So just jumping straight up to the Trump administration. These Heritage motherfuckers, man, they they had perhaps the most um, the most influence, the most influence on any administration in recent history because a lot of uh, a lot of other conservative think tanks had members who identified as never Trumpers. So there was kind of nowhere else to pull from besides the Heritage Foundation, uh, who basically told him early on that they were going to support him no matter what. Uh, and they did, and he won. So at least 66 foundation employees and alumni were given positions in the administration. Um, yeah. And, uh, well, I
1: mean, also, the, so also wait, so- Heritage is behind two of his major, um, policy success, what they would call successes, the, the tax cuts and the jobs act of 2017 and, um, the U.S. Mexico Canada agreement, um, updating NAFTA, but in their mind, like this isn't even close to far enough, right? They want to be prepared, you know, 66 heritage employees is nothing. All right. So they're, they're talking about uh, their own director has called this. They're basically building a a conservative LinkedIn, right? They're going to have a a database of every, um, every conservative person who's interested in, in working, for this new administration. And not only that they're uh, they're going to train them up. Right. So you can go on here and you can just, you can submit your app. I tried to submit my application for, did you? Yeah. They, that'd uh, be kind of fun. Well, because I just wanted to know what they were looking for. Right. So yeah. it's of course the, it's the, everything they're saying. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Any and all backgrounds.
1: Uh, that's not true because when you go into their, so you obviously have to fill in your general stuff, your name, your address, whatever, but then you quickly get to political and ph- philosophical approach. Um, and they've got, only nine different things. They've got traditional conservative, fiscal conservative, social conservative, paleo conservative. Then Jeez. your moderate liberal.
0: Is a paleo conservative someone who's like into CrossFit?
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and then it's just libertarian, neoconservative, progressive. So pretty much outside of, I think there are only left-leaning things are liberal and progressive. It and looks I, like it, yeah. I can't imagine and you um, you can check multiple things and check them all but I, but i can't imagine if you check liberal or progressive you're going to be considered a strong no, candidate for these all. uh you know and then they want you to explain your philosophy uh you know name one person pastor pleasant who has influenced the development of your political philosophy my computer overheated when i typed in karl marx um but then they have a whole a whole thing of do you agree with the following statements? And I thought I thought they were all going to just be like if you just click agree, but they try to trick you with some of these. Uh-huh. Um, you know, they really want to know just everything. The U.S. has the right to select immigrants based on the country of origin. Agree, disagree, neither agree or, or disagree. Um, hmm. Government should subsidize the use of production of energy, particularly for new and innovative energy technologies.
0: Okay. So that's pillar two. It's this personnel database that they started in 2014 that it's like, like you said, it's, it's this LinkedIn of thousands of conservatives that, uh, that are basically hoping to be picked and, and selected by whatever in incoming, in uh, conservative president, um, so that's pillar 2. Pillar 1 like we said was the the mandate for leadership. And we're going to go book. through some
1: of that in a bit.
0: Yeah, and then pillar 3 is training. So once you get once you get brought in, uh you you get trained. They've got this they've got this Presidential Administration Academy. It's a one of a kind educational and skill building program designed to prepare and equip future political appointees now to be ready on day 1 of the next conservative administration. And it's They're really doing, uh. I I mean, I have to hand it to them. The organization that it takes, it's really straightforward. It's really well. Yeah. It's really well organized. It's, it's, they got the book for the president. They've got the people that the president can choose from to implement the things in the book. And they've got a training program and education thing to help those people who are interested in helping that president. And it's, uh, like, goddamn, what are, what are we doing? What are, what are, what are, what are the Democrats doing, man? What is that, your mail? Yeah. Holy shit. You'll learn from a distinguished ro- and they've got solid people, it would seem. You'll learn from a distinguished roster of former political appointees from four previous presidential administrations, as well as from policy experts, practitioners, and subject matter experts representing over 65 partner organizations. It is a veritable who's who of the conservative movement. Yeah,
1: I already I already signed up for Prepared to Serve and Conservative Governance One Hundred and One, but I got waitlisted for Conservative Governance Advancing Policy. Well, because you've got to have.
0: Well, dude, how can you expect to get into advancement policy if you haven't? Even I just been I told
1: yet? I asked if I could test out.
0: Okay, you are not. You are not clearly. <laughs> you are not Project Twenty Twenty Five. I do.
1: I do like that they're doing um, American Idol for uh, you know the next uh, the next great. Um, presidential aid
0: yeah oh boy so pillar four finally is the 100 day 180 day transition playbook which includes a comprehensive concrete transition plan for each federal agency
1: again i tried to get one of these but uh you gotta yeah and and emailed and they again an appendix to me
0: an appendix guide is a roadmap to equip a future gop president on policy so they can have a framework and not just write policy from scratch which is an issue that uh Trump kind of ran into. It's like you you need to know what you're doing so that you're not just going, well, I guess I got to create. They're like, hey, baby, we got it all taken care of beforehand. I
1: will say you are, uh, you know, you are ragging on the Democrats and asking what they're doing. And I mean, it's a good point. There's <clears throat> the, the, the left is so fractured that I can't imagine them ever working together on something like this. There's there's I mean, even if you just look at the, it, it seems to be unclear as to what a Democrat is, right? If you were to look at the three people running, there might be more, but the three main candidates be, between Joe Biden and Marianne Williamson and Robert F. Kennedy jr.
0: Those are, I didn't even know that those were the other two. Marianne Williamson is still out there being considered. You didn't know RFK jr. Was running. I mean, I knew that, but I didn't think that he was being taken seriously and being, uh, thrown oh, out I mean, those as one of the, the top three. three. I would have thought that the top three are Biden and, to TBD.
1: Well, no, no one really outside of people like these two would have the guts to take on. Or Gavin Newsom, incumbent. I would
0: think Gavin Newsom would be before RFK or Marianne Williamson.
1: But he hasn't announced the run. And uh, again, I don't think anyone. Uh, I don't think mainstream Democrats are going to be, um, are going to be challenging an incumbent Joe Biden. Yeah. Uh, so that's why you have outsiders doing that. But. <clears throat> you know, what it's, it's, no one seems to really know what a democratic party stands for, right? They seem to, um, you know, in some of these cases we were talking about, they align with, they align with some of these heritage foundation things. And then, you know, when you start getting into the more left space of, uh, the Democrat party and every democratic party and everything, you like, have you heard anything about justice Democrats?
0: No. What are justice Democrats?
1: They basically came to prominence. Remember when everyone was riding high off the whole Bernie 2016 thing? Oh, and how it can I forget? Like there was, there would actually be a left movement in this country for, for the first time in a very long time. Uh, it was one of the things that sprung up with, it was founded by prominent leftist commentators like Cenk, Cenk Uger from the Young Turks and Kyle Kulinski and some other people. And it was based, they were behind. Um, the AOC run. They basically were having people nominate, nominate people from their community to run, um, run primary campaigns against like uh, establishment Democrats who were right. not um, reactive to their constituents needs and all that. But uh, there's been stories about just how in just a few, cause they launched AOC in 2018. We're now going into 2024 and they've just, they're laying off staff. They're just kind of, lost out there i mean the the left is completely adrift i don't think it quite knows what it is ever since the implosion of bernie's 2020 campaign and you could never imagine i mean and things where this 180 day playbook where where things you can start getting done on day one there are people there are commentators who are doing things like that we talk about the day one agenda from american prospect and stuff but it's so fringe and um mainstream democrats like joe biden I, they wouldn't even register most of these things right um so
0: whereas if you look at this mandate for leadership i mean just just the the forward by this uh kevin guy the 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 mm-hmm. head of it of the heritage foundation boy oh boy i highly recommend you guys give it a read because it's uh it's freaky. There's I don't know some... if I
1: do recommend you. It's, it's, uh, it broke my brain, but, um. Well, so let's
0: go, <laughs> let's look at some of these promises. He, he's saying that the, the, the conservative promise is, is four things. Promise number one, restore the family as the centerpiece of American life and protect our children. Uh, the next conservative president must get to work pursuing the true priority of politics, the well being of the American family. So he's saying, he says that the American family is in crisis. He notes that 40% of all children are born to unmarried mothers and that fatherlessness is one of the principal sources of American poverty, crime, mental illness, teen suicide, substance abuse, rejection of the church, and high school dropouts. Like, look, okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, having a, having a family is, is, I don't fucking know, man. These people sure there's plenty look at barack obama grew up in a fatherless household and he went on to become the president of the united states is he an outlier maybe
1: well also yeah i mean that's a anecdotal story i also think it's important to like call out that i think this is also just like dog dog whistle bullshit with like uh there is a stat from the cdc with the 70 percent of black children you know growing up fatherless or whatever but uh or Un, in unmarried households, but if you look deeper into it, it doesn't mean that they are growing up fatherless uh when you it's they have similar levels of being in their children's lives and then if you you go deeper, you're talking about mass incarceration and shit like that sure. And they have it doesn't seem like the heritage foundation is um anyway in any way interested in addressing the mass incarceration problem um but yeah, I mean their whole th- like it's it's crazy their whole ideology is wrapped up in in their belief that you know the ide- a government in itself is some kind of like rejection towards family. They say like the entire point of centralizing political power is to subvert the family, okay? Uh, totally. Its purpose is to replace people's natural loves and loyalties with, with the unnatural government. ones. Yeah. You see this in the popular left-wing aphorism. Government is simply the name we give to the things we choose to do together. Oh man, I oh, love, yeah, I hear a, that
0: all the time. I see it on t-shirts and shit.
1: And, and what a horrible thing. But in real life, most of the things people do together have nothing to do with government. These are the mediating institutions that serve as the building blocks of any healthy society, marriage, family, work, church, school, Volunteering.
0: Yeah. It's, it's funny. He goes on to talk about how, and again, this is something that I can kind of get behind where people just want to be happy. People just want to feel fulfilled. And some of that comes from just going to work every day and coming home. God damn it. Coming home to your kid. It's, it's kind of, but then, but then it's like, it's that, um, it's that conservative white kind of dog whistly thing. Of the of the dad coming home with the suitcase sure. to the white picket fence with the the Chevy Bel Air in the driveway. I and mean, the, and the, the
1: amount of times they've said church in this yeah. entire thing, it's like we did, like in Christian. Like they'll soon they will soon turn back to Christian schools and clubs. It's like, uh, uh,
0: but well, because they believe that we're a godless. society. That <laughs> right, and that's our a, whole fucking. Because well, yeah, he goes on to say, uh, uh, the next American president, conservative president, must make the institutions of American civil society hard targets for woke culture warriors this starts with deleting the terms sexual orientation and gender identity diversity equity and inclusion gender gender equality gender equity gender awareness gender sensitive gender sensitive abortion reproductive health Reproductive rights and any other term used to deprive Americans of their First Amendment rights out of every federal rule, agency regulation, contract, grant regulation, and piece of legislation that exists. <laughs> this part's the best. Pornography manifested today. Finally. In the, in the omnipresent propagation of transgender ideology and sexualization of children. Has no claim to First Amendment protection. Its its purveyors are child predators and misogynistic exploiters of women. Their product is as addictive as any illicit drug and as psychologically destructive as any crime. Pornography should be outlawed. The people who produce and distribute it should be imprisoned. (laughs) Educators and and public librarians... Who purvey it. There's porn in libraries. That's where I get
1: my porn. Yeah. I, I'm going down to. <laughs> who purvey
0: it should be classed as registered sex offenders and telecommunications and technology firms that facilitate its spread should be shuttered.
1: That's right. Only Holy fans, God. only fans creators. We are going to lock you up in 2025, day one within 180 days. We're going like, to put all of you in jail.
0: Yeah. Pornhub. I mean, there's, look, there's something to be said for for how oh, damaging porn is sure. when, when you have unfettered access to these things that are our, our dumb little brains uh from an evolutionary standpoint should not be viewing it's it's a pretty i mean sure it's good i don't fucking know it's not but good so, but, but
1: but some of these are like lofty goals right when they yeah. talk about the family and stuff i'm like how do you plan on doing that right and it it's all seems like very vague because like you can't just what are you going to do, make divorce illegal? You're just going to force people to live with their families yes, and stuff like that? because it's so, a covenant that you make with God. So they have, you know, they say we're going to have dozens of policies to make sure we keep people together. You know, some are obvious long-standing goals like eliminating marriage penalties and federal wealth, welfare programs and the tax code and installing work requirements for food stamps. But we must go further. It's time for policymakers to elevate family authority, formation, and cohesion as their top priority, well, and even use government power, including through the tax code to restore the American family. It's like, well, hold on a yeah, second. Dude, Emil, that's, that's our problem. We just don't have enough tax incentives. To that, fucking-
0: that it sounds like because they, they go on to say, um, consider our approach to big tech. The worst of these companies prey on children like drug dealers to get them addicted to their mobile apps. I agree with that. That's certainly true. Many Silicon Valley executives famously don't let their own kids have smartphones. They nevertheless make billions of dollars addicting other people's children to theirs. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, not YouTube, though, (laughs) not Spotify, and other social media platforms are specifically designed to create the digital dependencies that fuel mental illness and anxiety to fray children's bonds with their parents and siblings. But this is I mean, they're onto something, but it's not just children. I mean, adults are just as well not only susceptible to being addicted to these things, but being addicted to these things. Federal policy cannot allow this industrial scale child abuse to continue. So here's here's what's interesting. It's like they want this totally, um, they want to break apart big government. They want to totally limit the federal government's ability to stop big business from doing what business does best, which is just total unfettered, um,
1: let the free market the free market it out.
0: capitalism except when it comes the to things hand. but except when it comes to thi- like they're famously really a big big part mm-hmm. of their thing is let's unleash america's energy power let's drill let's get america's energy back on track fuck they want to undo just basically everything and just say fuck it we're going full bore we're Burning in every last bit of dead dinosaur we can get our grubby little mitts on so that we can create more jobs and just become energy independent. No regulations there. But when it comes to regulations involving things that they disagree with fundamentally, religiously, right, they like, are all for government intervention.
1: Jail any porn creator.
0: Jail. <laughs> yeah, like it, that's what's... It's mind boggling to me that they that they don't see the. I mean, I they guess don't. It they be. fucking
1: see it. They, of course, like, it's obvious. They're just. They're very clear about the, what they want to accomplish. Yeah, they want and to overturn Roe v.ersus Wade. Who, well, they're celebrating know, it rather. There are plenty of people who agree with these kind of things and are just good. They don't. No one's going. Well, well, hang on. Shouldn't I thought you we, said limited government. Shouldn't we be a little bit ideologically consistent here?
0: Yeah, sure, and. I mean they're just
1: going no no no. We need to continue to make sure we implement this great Christian nations values.
0: <sighs> this it, it, when you read something like this you realize just how complex it is to run a country and how much influence and just how deep policy goes and how many departments and and People and legislation that it takes to just—why would anyone ever want to fucking run a country? I have no idea. You've got to be
1: well you, because for these people, you know, this is uh, control. This is good business, right? This is these are these these institutions are funded by uh, big business who can who can make sure these things get accomplished, right? Yeah, <clears> unsurprisingly,
0: <throat> when you look at the people who've contributed to this this mandate for leadership and the ideas that they're pitching therein, namely the ones that really really promote big oil and um things that are just destructive to the environment they're all funded by big oil
1: yeah it's not a, it's not
0: it's not a it's not rocket science it's here. really fucking it's uh it's fascinating um
1: and the last thing they you know and that's the reading through this the biggest thing for me is it's like you guys won right they talk about roe v wade and how we need to celebrate it and go further and it's just the beginning and it's like you guys won right you guys you guys have handpicked. Supreme court members. It's all of these things have been a decades long project for you that have come to fruition, but it's like, no, no, no. Now we need to completely dismantle everything. And that's when they go into promise number two, which is where they start talking about getting, you know, just completely getting rid of the administrative state and returning self governance to the American people. It's just exhausting. And they talk about, you know,
0: but what if I want to have my city just be porn city? Porn, oh, trans porn city.
1: We will turn that into an open air prison. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> and that's where you can do it. Um, but yeah, so it's just unaccountable federal spending is the secret lifeblood of the great awakening. It's oh, the, the only great way, awakening. it's the only way we can sell. So it's basically, you know, they just want to go into everything. Department of education, department of, uh, department of Homeland Security, environmental protection agency, department of justice, you know, all of these things and making sure they have They either strip it of funding for anything they don't like or putting in the correct people who are going to make sure we're enforcing things like, I don't know, uh, the Department of Justice to make sure they can't force school districts to undermine girls' sports and parents' rights to satisfy transgender extremists.
0: Talk about the military and uh, says the, the president should restore public confidence and accountability to our most important government function of all, national defense. The American people desire a military full of highly skilled servicemen and women who can protect the homeland and our interests overseas. The next conservative president must end the left's social experimentation with the military, restore war fighting as its sole mission, and set defeating the threat of the Chinese Communist Party as its highest priority. Which brings us to the next thing. This, they are fucking, if you read this, you would think that China is on the, is like minutes away from well, practically because you have to remember, invading right? America. These
1: guys, it's also, the whole thing is laid like just full of praise for Ronald Reagan, right? Mm-hmm. These guys are fucking rock hard for the 1980s and they want that back. All right. And what do they need? Their very own cold war. Okay. We need to drum up cold war sentiment we need an enemy we need to like we need movies where like every bad guy is chinese or russian (laughs) well back in the 80s it was all russian now you know we need um we need a small italian man from philadelphia (laughs) fighting the most jack chinese guy (laughs) you've ever seen in your life jack chinese guy like rocky four but it's a chinese guy now
0: oh yeah yeah okay i got you
1: Did you get it? Yeah, no, I got it. Sorry. (laughs) It
0: took me a minute instead of the, yeah, go on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so, I mean, that's like, they, they, they want that back and you know, that gives you kind of unfettered access to all of these things, right? It's all in the name of, it's all in the name of defeating this common, common enemy, but it's, it's not, what we got was hollowed out institutions that don't work for anybody anymore in the name of like, um, expediency and, and, uh, efficiency
0: well because yeah when reagan famously said let the bull loose is that what he said was that what he said let the let this bull run run loose when he when he declared the bull market of the 80s was on like just everybody go for it a big part of what would end up happening is corporations juicing their margins by slowly and meticulously um, shutting down factories and outsourcing everything manufacturing of goods to China. And they underscore this. For 30 years, America's political, economic, and cultural leaders embraced and enriched communist China and its genocidal communist party while hollowing out America's industrial base. What may have started out with good intentions has now been made clear. Trade with China has been in catastrophe. It's made a hand... I like this part. It's true. It's made a handful of American corporations enormously profitable while twisting their business incentives away from the American people's needs. For a generation, politicians of both parties promised that engagement with Beijing would grow our economy while injecting American values into China. The opposite has happened. I love this. American factories have closed. Jobs have been outsourced. Our manufacturing economy has been financialized. And all along, the corporations profiting failed to export our values of human rights and freedom. Rather, they imported China's anti-American values into their C-suites. I don't know about that part. That's the thing. It's like just when they're like, yeah, okay, they go – instead it brought communism here. It's like, no, no, it's just it's just greed. That's all. Like you should have just stopped at the greed part.
1: Well, I mean did you see the thing about the – so today nearly every top tier U.S. university president or Wall Street hedge fund manager has more in common with a socialist European head of state than with the parents at a high school football game in Waco, Texas.
0: That's exactly right.
1: Many elites – Entire identity, it seems, is wrapped up in their sense of superiority
0: over those people. I I agree with that. A part of that, that many of these elites sense, but it, there is think, a sense of superiority. To th- but it's it's the same
1: thing of always where we're like, God, I wish Democrats were behaved the way the right describes them behaving. You know what I mean? It's like, no, they do not. They have much closer, closer, clo- like held beliefs to. A heritage foundation member maybe not on you know the woke stuff but when it comes to big business and all of that kind of stuff like sure this is you know yeah business as
0: usual because they go on to point out how uh the what is it called when you do as i say not as i do when it's a um hypocritical mm mm-hmm. They point out Gavin Newsom's hypocrisy in telling people to stay home for COVID, but then going out to like the most expensive right. restaurant in California with a bunch of people. Let them
1: hang out at French Laundry.
0: <laughs> they, I mean, they've got a really big issue with, with, uh, big tech. So, I mean, I guess, geez, I mean, we could go on about this for hours. There's so much to cover. They want to, it's, it's the typical stuff that they, they ought to close the borders, rein in big tech, go on the offense against China basically shut off all trade with china protect the american fam- family institution and um yeah the, the and then energy america's vast reserves of oil and natural gas are not an environmental problem they're the lifeblood of economic growth jesus christ i mean this is the part that's like most terrifying to me is is the is the energy stuff. They, they're they just saying that the, the dominance of the global energy market would be a good thing for the world and more importantly for us. It's not just about jobs, even though unleashing domestic energy production would create millions of them, higher wages. Um, it would facilitate reinvigoration of America's entire industrial and manufacturing sector as we disentangle our economy from China. It would rebalance power away from dangerous regimes in Russia and the Middle East. But then, like... Sure, that would happen. If we, if we did that and if the environment weren't a factor, that's, that is what would happen. We would, we would be, we would become more self-sufficient and thus more powerful and less reliant on these other things. But that's to ignore what other countries around the world are doing, which is embracing and leaning into and making more efficient these alternative energy sources. So that would put us behind. Because then they're going to get a head start on developing technologies and manufacturing those technologies,
1: right? And and the things they are describing, it's like they, there's only one solution to them, which is just just drill more, produce more, burn more. Yeah, and, and so like, when, but when they we have run no, out. and then any other option like alternative resources, like uh, <laughs> new technologies smaller cars public transit it's all just like okay you're a european socialist you'd probably work for the chinese government you call me it's like whoa buddy
0: yeah it's uh, if anything the smarter thing is to plan it like what i look like i'm all for the unleashing of american ingenuity in competition and all that shit so so what is the problem with letting people do that with alternative energy sources. It's because they've got their, they've got big oils dicks so far down their throat and up their ass that they, they don't know whether to sit down or stand up.
1: I mean, that's going to be a whole nother problem. I mean that the whole like anti-science movement that we've kind of found ourselves in with all kinds of things is, is
0: disheartening.
1: Well, yeah, but it's, it's really reached into um, climate stuff and like, they're just, there are green energy projects that are going to be held up from people just. I there's one in I think it's Ocean City, New Jersey, or down. It's down of south it's New here. Jersey, dude. Come on, don't do that to me. Okay, but go on. They they want to build an offshore wind farm, like uh pretty far offshore, and yeah. it's just there's a whole group of people talking about how it's it's going to have all these negative consequences for marine life, all these things even though i mean i'm not a scientist but it's the, the scientists seem to be settled on the fact that it's not going to cause these things and mm. it, there there is a huge like save the save the shore movement about like and so even when we try to get these things done you're just going to we're going to fight tooth and nail on every little project
0: you know what's an interesting thing that i've been noticing uh, among conservatives online the the vocal ones is just Hey, if they if they lied about COVID, what else are they lying about? Like throughout history, they're now just going back and going, "Hey, was Abraham Lincoln a good guy? Was the Civil War really about like slavery? Maybe slavery was actually good." And just because they're they're now just saying, "Hey, the people the people in history, the winners write history, that doesn't mean that we should believe it." It's mm. it's I that, guess, but like, no, that's, that's the kind what of, they're doing. No, no, I know. But that's yeah. the kind
1: of thing where I'm like, that's, uh, that's the problem of like whoever decided that it would be good to lie about these things and, and bury all these things. I mean, you're seeing it now, right. For, for probably close to a year, all of these different things were that are now believed in the mainstream, like a lab leak theory mm-hmm. was like,
0: Oh, you'd lose your job. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: It's like, so, I mean,
0: so there is something to These be said. These people
1: did this to themselves. Right. Like, they
0: you. cried wolf, which has me worried about the next the next legitimate huge pandemic, which I believe is right around the corner. Whether it's H5N1 or MERS COVID.
1: Dude, you are becoming a full-blown uh, no, not. truther over... I'm not a... I've, I love it. I like this... A truther? I like this pivot into H5N1... <laughs> <H1> <laughs>
0: I'm just I'm just tired of the the big plink the cultural plinko machine that is just you stick in your belief at the top or whatever topic and eventually it makes its way down to you're either super left on it or super right on it it's either this or this thing and it's just I believe that it it is uh, it is a hallmark of of the success of of media companies because they it's it's sowing discord and disagreement and constantly giving bad news out there and pessimism is the most profitable thing and and we are not only the the lab rats that they've experimented on but it's worked and we've gotten ourselves worked up into such a tizzy that every little thing is like okay even a fucking movie about a barbie doll now becomes which side are you on right is it good or bad is the new thing good or is it bad? And your belief in in whether it's good or bad files you as just using the Barbie example a fucking I don't know right wing woman hater or right or like on the right side of history. R- which it's exhausting. you can be
1: a left wing woman hater too. Just that's FYI. true. That's true, no, just no, like you. But <clears throat> it is. It's funny you say that because there is a there's a video that Heritage Foundation put out. You know, they're obviously trying to get out the good word about their project 2025 and how they're going to save average Americans from the the clutch of the elites. And it's just a, it's a bunch of cuts from like mainstream news outlets, you know, MSNBC, CNN, all of them. And they're, you know, you've got Rachel Maddow, all those people going like, this is a, this is bad, blah, blah, blah talking about project 2025. Yeah. And it's the whole point is
0: like, See how afraid they are?
1: Or or just like they're against it. And you can see there's comments being like, that's all I needed to know. If they don't like it, like, right. I'm for it. And that's, it's like.
0: Yeah. That's the other thing. Fuck, it's, dude. It's just how, that's, that's how enmeshed this shit has all become. Where now right, you even have, up. if it's a good idea, well, is it a leftist behind it? Then I'm not for it. Right. Hey, I think we should have like uh, clean air and water. Oh, so did joe biden come up with that so i want to give me dirty water it's got minerals in it actually like they, they speaking of how does that fucking how does that I water sommelier guy make money that's
1: but you know i feel like you have to it, that's on both sides i believe yes. it was i believe it was kamala harris who said she wouldn't uh she didn't it's want to pronounce
0: t- kamala come on dude Okay. go on go on
1: but she didn't want to she didn't want to take the vaccine because it was uh, it was made under the trump administration's uh, oh, right o- operation warp speed you know it, I don't know this is obviously not a, a right-wing problem we're just going through this
0: or this even project. vaccines for that for that matter like the more I think about it it is unsettling that hey this company can this corporation that stands to make literally tens of billions of dollars, Will not be held accountable in any way, shape, or form if if shit goes wrong and sure. you get that's like yeah, 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 that's unsettling. But to even bring that up and say, hey man, that kind of makes me feel a little right. a certain way, it's like, oh are you are you not and are you anti-science? Right, right, right. Do you not trust science? Right. If Bitch, I trust it. If you want to
1: say you like feel a little squeamish about like yeah. big pharma, people are like Interesting. I didn't know you were a fascist.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I excuse me that I don't trust Pfizer. Right. Yeah, I, I don't. Why should I? They they are they have a history of they are just as they spend guess what? They spend millions of dollars buying politicians just like oil companies do. Here's the thing big companies are not your friend unless we're talking Diet Coke. No, Coca Cola is my either. friend. No, they're my friend. And Dr. Bronner's, good friend. That's a good company. There's Patagonia, company probably pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, let's just sum it up. They're, they're, let's b- just sum it up. The big Left thing to here. to our own devices, got- the
1: American people rejected European monarchy and colonialism just as we rejected slavery. Well, I don't know about that one. <laughs> Second class <laughs> citizenship for women, kind of. Yeah. Mercantilism, socialism, Wilsonian globalism, fascism maybe communism, and today, wokeism. That's probably a good place to end it. Nah, well, this <laughs> no, last <joking>. sentence. Conservatives
0: <laughs> have just two years and one shot to get this right. With enemies at home and abroad, there is no margin for error. Time is running short. If we fail, the fight for the very idea of America may be lost.
1: I mean, the it's... Ugh. It would take us probably six hours to go through this whole thing. And like oh, really, yeah. the, it's so riddled with just kind of um, just dead wrong things. It's like, you know, the United States remains the most innovative and upwardly mobile society. Not even. No, close. I would say that
0: Japan is, uh, and has been, it's
1: not, it's, it's uh, not Japan. If, <laughs> Who is it? If you're talking about the most upwardly mobile society, it's going to be, the, it, it's going to be the Nordic countries. Oh, yeah. um, oh,
0: that's very white of you.
1: It's, I mean, they're just... Did you just
0: Google best upwardly mobile country? No.
1: I Googled the most upwardly mobile (laughs) countries. Yeah,
0: you did most upwardly. What does that even mean, upwardly mobile?
1: Upwardly mobile, like being able to move from your socioeconomic status to another one, right? So America is famous for, you know, your lot in life will be completely determined by your zip code. Mm. But so if you are an upwardly mobile society, it doesn't matter that you were born to thank god, god i'm
0: 90210
1: are you no is, no 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 but i mean if you look <laughs> at uh, we don't even crack the top 10 i don't think we crack the crack the top 20 like it's all nordic countries denmark nor denmark's number one norway finland sweden iceland, iceland netherlands switzerland austria belgium luxembourg Damn. all places with what whites jesus no <laughs> good,
0: good good robust, safetiness.
1: robust welfare states yeah and, and good, like, yeah, it's, safety nets, it's the, health insurance, but but to the, but to to them, it's the, that's a prison. that to to be locked into the ability to not go bankrupt from
0: which is so funny because then they love to with their conservative memes about this is what the left is taking away from you, where it's like a a, a Nordic Aryan looking guy. Like, look at what they're. These are our ancestors. It's like, hey, buddy, they're still over there, right? And they're, and they're doing like, it right. Yeah, you... we
1: just got out of the doctor, and we didn't pay anything.
0: Yeah, oh fuck you, Kami. Like, okay, do you like them or do you not like? I don't. Uh, there's just a ton of head scratchers. Should
1: I we... think I don't think it's that big of a head scratcher. I think it's uh, probably a lot of racism. Like a lot of a lot of public goods often get gutted when, um, when you start seeing like integration and enforcement of making it available to all Americans.
0: Fucking conservatives, man. Uh, Okay. Should we talk about the, we're, we're already over an hour. Should we, should we just save the other thing for the bonus? Mm. What do you think? Or should we touch on it for 10 minutes? I don't know. What do you think, Dylan? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we, let's go. Well, honestly,
1: it's fun because it, it kind of, it it feels like it touches on this stuff a little bit um oh yeah and we already said in the intro we're going to do it let's talk about the car bloat
0: oh yeah okay so bloat <clears throat> car bloat let's pivot here let's uh let's grab the steering wheel if you will and <laughs> nice, and ben. veer uh, and, and and veer across the street and not see any pedestrians because yeah that's right baby it's car bloat
1: pedestrians are dead we killed them all
0: so there <laughs> There's There's a great thread. What is car bloat? First? Car bloat is when is when is 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 the phenomenon that cars are just getting bigger and bigger and bigger, which they are. It's and funny
1: because we we used to drive, we used to have a long commute together.
0: And to where? I don't even the, remember the place. I don't it seems like a, a distant dream, a but distant memory. It's
1: funny cuz I would say I I brought it up to you. I said Man, when I was a kid, like in the early 2000s, the whole thing was that, like, they're going to take away our SUVs. Like, big government doesn't want us to drive what we want to drive. And the whole fear and the prediction was that, like, we're just going to be driving smaller and smaller cars like gay little Europeans.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I said, but every time we're on the road, that's, like, the last thing... I see you you when you walk next to one of these trucks it the 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 hoods come up to my chest on
0: just a fucking f-150 it's the most Silverado (laughs) yeah yeah what are you hauling around besides your dipshit little children (laughs) nothing it's unbelievable so there's a this guy David Zipper awesome name Really awesome,
1: a really great guy too. I've been I've been reading a lot of his stuff. I like him.
0: He's uh he's got this. It's just a Twitter thread, so I'm. Let's just go through this Twitter thread. But he's,
1: he wrote a t- he wrote a ton of articles about yes, all of these. But he's
0: got now. this thread about how huge cars are terrible for society in ways that are hidden. So some basic info first. I did not know this. Eighty percent of U.S. car sales are now trucks or SUVs.
1: Dude, 80%. I was eighty percent. I was floored by this.
0: That's that's unbelievable.
1: Did you know that? So this was the thing that got me. Uh, Ford doesn't even make cars anymore.
0: They only make trucks and SUVs. They make trucks and SUVs, and they make light trucks.
1: Well, I don't. I don't think it's considered like a sports car, but the Mustang. But there's no four door sedans. There's no like. What
0: about like the Eclipse?
1: Dead. I don't know what an Eclipse is.
0: Or that's not an. That's a Mitsubishi. <laughs> Fuck.
1: That's not even the right but country. Like, to- the Ford Taurus. The it's dead. Dead.
0: What about the Cobalt? Oh, that's Chevy.
1: Chevy only makes two cars now.
0: Two kinds of car.
1: Yep, the rest trucks, SUVs.
0: Well, because every everything other than a big old honking truck is gay. Exactly. And you don't want to be seen as gay. Nope. Yeah.
1: Better not in 2025 when (laughs) when the Heritage Foundation
0: (laughs) here's here's what's wild: the 2023 Ford F-150 is 800 pounds heavier and seven inches taller than in 1991. And uh, as you said, they like, the, here's this picture of this woman. <laughs> look at how, look at this. <laughs> what, what are you laughing at? It's, it's insane. yeah, she is, she is for the audio listener. It's just a picture of a woman standing in front of, she looks like she's probably five foot eight.
1: If it so for the audio listener, if this truck were to hit her, she would be her entire body would go and her head would just stay right there,
0: or she would just stick to the front of it, and the driver would never even know.
1: It would knock her body clean off her head.
0: Yeah. So he points out that that a big problem car problem number one is that this car bloat endangers pedestrians. It endangers everybody who's not in your big ass fucking car. Right. They have these taller vehicles have bigger blind spots and are more likely to strike a person's torso or head. They also exert obviously more force when they crash into a person bicycle or smaller car. They also have longer braking distances. It's Who a problem.
1: Cares? Let them hit the pedestrians. It's your fault for walking. It's
0: also <laughs> they also require uh more energy to move, which makes them consume more gas. And when they have when they're electrified, their big ass batteries are really inefficient. So that the bigger models end up generating more pollution than some gas-powered cars.
1: Right. So this is <clears throat> this is the biggest thing to me. The, like this is the best solution we can come up with, which is electric cars. But meanwhile, they're making the problem worse. I mean, we we've already talked about all the like Tesla bullshit, how your car's not even going to like work in the severe heat. But so, you know, we're cold. Right. While electric SUVs do not produce tailpipe emissions, which is you know what makes everyone think like, oh great, we solved the problem. They will damage the planet in many other ways because they are so heavy. SUVs require gigantic batteries in order to provide the 300 plus miles of range that car makers insist are necessary, and insu- an assumption that's dubious, by the way. Charging those batteries requires generating a lot of power, which itself creates considerable emissions. Particularly oversized SUVs like the Hummer EV, which is fucking ridiculous, why do we even have that, can produce more greenhouse gases per mile than a gas-powered sedan. Recent research found that they could even hasten climate change by slowing the process of electrifying smaller, more efficient vehicles.
0: You've also got uh, just, I didn't, I didn't even realize this, but the pressure on tires makes them erode faster. Yep. And then the particles from those tires can get absorbed into water. They also float through the air. It's and But not only that, so heavier cars damages roads los angeles fucking sucks to right. drive in it's just when we would drive to that undisclosed location for the previous job that, whose name i can't really remember and escapes me because it feels like some kind of distant dream i would run over potholes galore all the time and get really fucking frustrated
1: right and it's kind of a twofold problem because uh you know extreme weather conditions are already uh exasperating our horribly taking care of roads so <clears throat> you've got uh, you got a real nice double dick in
0: here yeah double dicking cars have become so heavy that u.s auto haulers can't carry a full load without exceeding federal weight limits and guess what car makers are doing instead of making cars smaller and lighter they're just asking the feds to raise the limit
1: because
0: because big heavy cars can be sold for more money right
1: cars are more expensive than ever people are paying like 50 grand for one of these gigantic cars just to uh God. Look, if you're going to slam into a pedestrian, you want to make sure it's dead. You don't want it screaming.
0: It? Yeah, <laughs> well, you wait. Don't want you it wanna screaming. Hear, you
1: want to hear a wild stat? What? This is from the Fast Company article. Regardless of how they are powered, SUVs do no favors for the animal kingdom. Some, I cannot believe this. So, wait, wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. Is this a guess? Because I want to guess. No, no, you don't have to guess. I want to.
1: All right, guess i Guess how many vertebrates, vertebrates are fatally struck by vertebrates vehicles? Vertebrates? Annually.
0: Why don't you just say animals? How many animals are killed in the United States annually by cars? Yeah. I'm gonna say... 35 million.
1: Multiply that by 10. Some?
0: No fucking way! 350 million vertebrates?
1: Some 350 million vertebrates are fatally struck by vehicles annually in the U.S. And roadkill deaths have risen sharply in recent Jesus decades. Jesus Christ. And this is, you know, and they're not.
0: How many vertebrates are there? And
1: the big problem with that is uh, is uh the height of these vehicles. They just don't see. Yeah, because uh, they dude, can't But see. I cannot fathom this. I have not. I don't think I've ever killed a vertebrate with my car. Yeah. So there's about, what, 350 million people in the U.S.?
0: Yeah, it's one for every person. And,
1: but most of those people aren't driving. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them are kids. Yeah. So, I mean, people are pulling double, triple duty on these Just <laughs> people are killing and
0: probably not even realize
1: anywhere from two to five vertebrates a year.
0: Yeah. This guy in my, uh, axi- I guess it
1: could be a lot of squirrels.
0: Yeah. Raccoons, raccoons, rats, possums is a bird of birds like me when I hit that pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> it kept flying, but I hit it. And then – so part of the problem is they they say, well, this is just what people want. Yeah, because you're not giving us any fucking alternatives, dipshit. I don't think it is what people want. It, no, exactly. It's not. Right. I think it like,
1: yes, people are buying them because it's harder and harder to find one of these cars, right? People are having a harder and harder time finding – Ford doesn't make a fucking car anymore. And it's not because people don't want them. It's because they can charge more for the other types of vehicles. Yeah. Right? They can – people will – oh, you, you would have drove a Ford Taurus before? Well, why don't you get your our Ford Bronco? It gets uh, it gets 17 miles to the gallon. Cool. And you're going to kill probably two to five animals this year in it.
0: It's just – it's not – man. It's uh, – I believe it. you're four times more likely to get uh, killed if you're struck by one of these things. Yeah, four – I believe it's four times more likely.
1: Good. I'm ready to go yeah <laughs> no no no
0: oh yeah oh according to uh 22 2022 data from the u.s environment from the epa three quarters of new vehicles produced in the u.s are light trucks now
1: great make Not them so bigger light. make them even bigger make everyone fucking drive a semi
0: here's another shitty stat deaths in motor vehicle crashes rose more than 33 percent from 2011 to 2021 and since 2010 pedestrian deaths have climbed 77%.
1: Right, because people are just driving tanks around
0: and slamming into each other. Light trucks injure pedestrians more severely than passenger cars in crashes, and the size of cars and trucks sold as the size of uh, trucks and cars uh, grows. Some current models, such as the Toyota RAV4 are one third larger than they were 15 years ago. Jesus fucking Christ, man. I swear to God.
1: It's also frustrating too, cause like they act like this is the only way. Like we, okay, we're electrifying everything and people want these things. We have to give them to them. Yeah. You know.
0: So there's a, the, the U.S. doesn't have any regulations that require car manufacturers to consider the safety of anyone outside of cars, but now. The NHTSA is proposing to add information to its crash test ratings, measuring how well cars protect pedestrians in crashes. So like they're suggesting, Hey, maybe bumpers and hoods that can absorb the impact of a person (laughs) better than they currently do. Why is that
1: the solution? So why is that the solution? So
0: you could, you could have a five star safety rating car, but have zero stars for projecting, for project protecting pedestrians, which is. I, I can't imagine anybody's gonna be buying a car based on how well it protects. Yeah. But geez Louise, man. Oh, I yeah, wanted it, the
1: new it, sh- I wanted the new Chevy Tahoe, but it, it's just not protective enough against um, human bodies.
0: What's wild is like it makes you wonder how many children have been hit just oh my- for like friendly fire style.
1: <laughs> have you ever seen the the video where they have children? Stand or sit in front of the.
0: Oh yeah, you can't fucking see them. <laughs> yeah, they
1: got to like nine children lined up before.
0: Oh, nine kids deep. Yeah, before, before you, you can even see the see? first one. Oh, god. That's damn, that's dude.
1: that's eight more vertebrates for this. Yeah,
0: add it to the list. I wonder if that. I wonder if that three hundred and fifty million includes humans. Probably not.
1: But yeah, apparently people are starting. So people are buying things like this and finding that it's so. um it's it's so inconvenient for their everyday life, right? Getting into your literal semi truck that you need to like have an extra stepladder to get into that people are like buying um more and more golf carts for just getting around getting around their little community. There's a
0: city in Georgia called Peach tree Peach trees Peach city or something like that. Thirty thousand people live there, and it's only golf carts.
1: We should all just get golf carts, yeah, because no one's gonna talk about the goddamn trains.
0: Don't get me started on the trains.
1: Did you see uh, RFK Jr.? He tweeted. He made me do a little bit of a kombucha girl face. Hmm. Well,
0: which was what? Because, by the way, what was just trending in the United States on Twitter is Cheryl Hines and autism, or autistic, rather. Yeah. Well, this is so he he. What about the trains? uh, He (laughs) tweeted
1: a. he he tweeted a link to a story from China Daily about their plans to make maglev trains that can that can hit up to 650 kilom, kilometers an hour. And so
0: he tweeted, you know, let's see. <clears throat> Why can't we do this in America? Next next gen maglev trains can reach speeds in four miles per hour. If we muster political will and turn our money from war toward national revitalization, we could link our cities together with efficient hatch trains.
1: It is pretty good. That's, that's a, pretty good. Do I sound a, like you it?
0: sound just like a thank you very but, much,
1: you know. Yeah, stop talking about vaccines and be the train guy.
0: You know, yeah, be that's the train what, guy. If I were his okay. advisor, I'd be going, "Hey, it's time to shut up about the vaccines," and even just say, "Just say you were wrong." Right? His, just uh, say, "Hey, I'm wrong." Even if you don't truly believe it, just do. Just be politics. Sacrifice do your politics whole thing right. just for trains. Be yeah. the train guy. Be the train make, guy.
1: Make Joe Biden talk about trains.
0: I would love it if he became train guy. I'm a train candidate trains oh yeah honk that horn dude he should just wear an old style an old-timey conductor's hat all the time wouldn't we love that oh, rfk jr i Junior? would fucking love that man. all aboard yeah oh. <laughs> honk honk oh man oh god okay that's a good place to end this episode <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Oh, uh, tune into the bonus episode on patreon.com slash paypop, pay, Where Ben's gonna pot. let,
1: Ben's really gonna let people have it, I Man, think.
0: I feel like a, a comments video could be a standalone video just for our YouTube channel. That's that maybe, what we should do. Maybe we just release this later and just do it again. I mean, we could do it multiple times. Reading the comments version one. Yeah, right?
1: there's tons of shitty. There's never, uh,
0: didn't know my idea was shitty.
1: No, no, no. There's never a,
0: Shortage of shitty comments? Yes, there's never yeah, a shortage yeah.
1: of people just
0: Absolutely right.
1: Being unfairly mean to us. Well it's always unfair to be mean to us, I would say.
0: I'd like to give a very hearty Project 2025. God bless you and God bless you. I'd America. like to say,
1: look out for my application. You guys keep keep it just keeps bouncing back. And I, I have want to that I want that 180 day playbook. All right, guys, we love you. Bye.